Hello, Shabbat Shalom. I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I'm glad you can be here with us today. This is the accompanying teaching for our, our Torah teaching bow. Yeah, I'd like to start with, with talking about planting heavenly things. The sooner we realize that we are accountable for our actions of life in life, the better it is for us. For some, it takes a while to realize that bad decisions produce bad results. The opposite is also true. Good decisions produce good results. I studied hard in college, and it opened lots of doors for me. I got to work in research, which is a prestigious job. I felt very blessed for that opportunity. I got a job in, in the robotics field, which is, which is really fun and interesting. Uh, the machines produce products so fast, the only way to count them was electronically. You know, sometimes we put our lives only into worldly things because we know that will help us succeed. There is something else, though, that is very important. It should take precedence in our lives. But because our lives can depend so much on our worldly abilities, we, we may put our priorities in the wrong place. We need to also have a spiritual focus in life. When I, when I would work in research, I would pray the whole way to work. By the time I got to work, I felt pretty good. I was surprised to find out that some people thought I was too at peace. You see, that is the world. It seems you are not allowed to be at peace. You must strive and be filled with discontent. <clears throat> My uncle used to work in nuclear research, and he told me that he was miffed over some people's hard line on life. Is it better to never be happy or feel fulfilled? Absolutely not. But make sure you also are fulfilled spiritually. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, Seek those things which are above, where the Messiah is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. I think that having a balanced life helped me tremendously with life. Yeshua said in Matthew 16, 26 and 27, For what profit is, is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the, in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will, reward, he will reward each according to his works. If we are just worldly focused, what kind of reward will we get from God? The word soul in, in, in the Greek is the word life. If you have everything you could have dreamed of but lose your life, it is of no use to you. Yeshua drew them in with the obvious. You know, there's an old expression It says, you can't take it with you. Then Yeshua switches the topic on them. What about your spiritual life? You will be judged by God by how you live. That you can take with you. Since all that we acquire wouldn't profit us, profit us if we lost our lives, what was the point of all the wealth we, we accumulated? Exactly. What if all we've worked for doesn't include living right? 
how we, how we related to God and how we viewed life spiritually. Not having a proper viewpoint of life is worthless. Shul says in 1 Corinthians 3, 12-14, Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold and silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on endures, he'll receive a reward. If we live just for things, our works will not endure into into eternity. Some people are all about what they look like or what they have. Some are all about what their church building looks like. But what is important? You know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about taking care of ourselves. In fact, Shaul tells us in 1 Timothy 5.8, But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. It is important to remember that we are accountable for our life in all aspects. All areas of our life should include a godly attitude and have godly intentions followed by godly acts. The message of Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14 is simple. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Stay fresh and ready. Start the day right. Make a commitment to do what is right, and if possible, start the day with prayer like I did. When I first began working in research, he had to do something about the tension I was feeling. Then I began to pray on my word, way to work. I think someone called Miss, Mr. Smiley. I wasn't aware how I was coming off. I was immensely thankful to, to God for helping me to have peace in my life. I was, I was not fresh and ready when I was feeling tense. Prayer changed that for me. Another way that helps me is the gift of speaking in tongues. I committed myself to doing that, and it helps me to stay relaxed and be at peace. God does something for us when we take what he wants for us seriously. Shul says that that speaking in tongues was prophesied in the Tanakh. 1 Corinthians 14.21 says, With men of other tongues and other lips I will speak to this people, and yet, for all that, they will not hear me. Isaiah 28, 11, 12. And that says, For with stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to his people, to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. It's still true, isn't it? I hear it all the time. People resist this gift instead of wanting to accept it. It's not possession. You can stop and start when you want. You don't have to do anything weird. Some people malign the gift because some misuse it. It is the devil that is causing God's gift to be misused. Also, it is not a natural gift, but is supernatural. Here's some scriptures about speaking in tongues. It says in 1 Corinthians 14.4, he says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. In verse 5 it says, For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless he interprets the church may receive edification. 
And in verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 14, it says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. And in verse 17, For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. And verse 18 says, I think, my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. 1 Corinthians 14.26 says, If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are commandments of the Lord. And uh, let's see, verse... Verses uh, 14, uh, chapter 14, verses 39 and 40 says, Desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things, let all things be done decently and in order. The scriptures say when someone speaks in tongues, they are refreshed. They edify themselves. It is prayer, and they give thanks to God. It doesn't say it's for missions. We are to interpret speaking in tongues in a meeting. That's done supernaturally. Meetings are supposed to be edifying. Shul says, don't forbid to speak in tongues. All is to be done with order. You know, and these people that are doing it out of order, just, you know, using it incorrectly, you know, and they shouldn't be. Shul himself says he spoke in tongues a lot. And you know what? God used him a lot. Speaking in tongues demonstrates trust in God. And Isaiah said that those who resist it do not want to hear. Of course, there are other things we can do to get relaxed. Doing something that you enjoy, that seems to be timeless to you, can be relaxing. I kind of look for that in the things that I do, you know, to, to give me uh, relaxing times. Exercise can be relaxing because it releases brain chemicals in our body to relax us. Sleep and rest is relaxing. And enjoying beautiful things and the beauty of nature is relaxing. Some music can be relaxing. Perhaps you can think of something you do to relax. Next, next, take the opportunity to let others know truth. What good is all the truth we have all bottled up inside us? Let people know that God's commandments give us wisdom. It says that. Deuteronomy 4.6 Let people know that God can answer prayer supernaturally. Let people know that, that Yeshua rose from the dead. And that is proof he can raise us from the dead to be in his wonderful future kingdom. You know, it says that 500 people saw him at once. How many people know that? 1 Peter 3.15 and 17 says, Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason or hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in the Messiah may be ashamed. For it is better if it, if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. The psalmist in these verses uh, desires truth and God's goodness. There are people out there that also want truth, and you can help them to know the truth. Psalms 25, 5 and 6 says, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. 
Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindness. You know, this world is filled with all kinds of ideas, and people are searching for truth. Why not try God? Some don't want to be tricked anymore by people's personal opinions. They want to know the truth, and the God of the universe has blessed us with his word. Ephesians 4, uh, 14 and 15 says, No longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of their deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things. You know, I have to think people are tired of the lies and have to choose people make up. Be in a place of peace. God is present powerfully when our minds are clear. Decide you will be at peace. Clear your mind from all the junk thoughts and negatives that are pushing your peace away. This may not be easy at times. If you're having trouble, perhaps ask someone to help you. Just talk to them about what you're feeling or thinking. Sometimes people have some really good, or smart people have some really good advice. Maybe you're struggling with acceptance. You don't know what others are thinking, so stop torturing yourself. I remember this one guy at work being rude to me, and I wondered what was going on. The next day, it was as if, it was as if nothing happened, and I worried about it for nothing. Sometimes we don't get to see people for a while. That's probably more true these days with the virus. But don't assume anything. Perhaps they are just busy. What are some of the things you do to protect your thoughts? I resist negative thinking. I will get busy being productive. I will ask myself why I'm upset in the third person. Why is Moshe upset? I will pray for the situation or the other person. Sometimes a nap will just help you get rid of the tension in your life. And you wake up and you go, what was I all upset about? <laughs> you know, it says in Philippians 4, 4 through 7, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through the Messiah Yeshua. It's so important that we have joy and talk to God about what we are struggling with. He can answer prayers. You know, I have just thought of things sometimes that I needed, and they just happened. God is listening. That's amazing, isn't it? Shul continues on in Philippians 4.8. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue in it, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, if we are all the time entertaining negative thoughts, we will not have joy. Yeshua's brother Yaakov said in James 4, 7-8, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. We have to take a stand and keep our thoughts clear. 
God can keep your heart and mind. Philippians 4, 7. You can do it. Pharaoh thought he was in control and nothing else mattered. But he found out who was really in control. Living life without a proper spiritual focus is a big mistake. I think there, there's a saying that says you will end up paying for what you do. God is the almighty king and judge. Don't diminish who he is. Have a balanced life that puts God in his proper place in your life. Stay fresh spiritually. Live the truth and share about your life in God. Stay at peace and keep your head clear and in the right place. I'd just like to thank you for being with us here today. And I'd like to conclude with the ironic benediction. It says in Numbers 6.27 that we're to put God's name on his people. So we actually use God's name as it is in 2,363 manuscripts. Uh, it's, that's the way it's pointed as Yehovah. So we use, uh, actually use God's name. Yevarechacha Yehovah veyishmerecha Yair Yehovah panavalecha vichunecha Yisa Yehovah panavalecha v'esimlecha shalom Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift this upon you and give you peace. Well, let's have our, let's not have a mixed heart. But let's be a, a people that are dedicated to God. Shabbat Shalom. Shavuot Tov. Have a good week.